Hello, and welcome to my little house of prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I'm so very glad that you could join me today. Let's open in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship. On this day that you have made to be glad and rejoice in, you are the king of the universe who creates our days, Father, in Jesus' name. I praise you for it. I praise you for your word, Father God, your Torah truths in the Old and New Testament, Father. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Anoint my lips that my words are your words and not mine, Father. Shine your love, light, and life on my lips, Father. Let no death, hate, and darkness come out of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty. I don't know if you've noticed that are listening, but I've noticed. And um, our world is so chaotic. From the front door to the back door, everything is in chaos. But Adonai, Adonai deals with order, and his order is not our order. There is so much death, hate, and darkness at every turn. It is very hard to find peace. You know, they talk about the centuries ago where you could leave your doors unlocked and your windows open while you slept and knew that you were safe. Nobody was going to break in. It was unheard of. And now everywhere you turn, you got to lock your doors. You can't trust anyone. You don't know who to trust. But there is one we can trust, and that is Adonai. Yeshua Amashiach. It's so hard to find peace, true peace, peace that passes understanding, a peace that will keep our hearts and minds. Everyone is feeling the pressure in the atmosphere, pressure to choose which side of the fence we want to stand on. Now there is no middle line. You belong to Christ or not. You will not hide your belief in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one of God. That he saved your soul from eternal damnation. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Even Paul says in Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Take notice of that. To the Jew first then to the Gentiles. So, if Yeshua didn't abolish the law, but came to fulfill it, and the prophets, then right here it says that salvation is to the Jew first, and then the Gentiles were grafted in. 
He did not say that the Jewish people are exiled from this covenant. He is not a covenant breaker. That would make him a liar. So he's not about to break his covenant with Israel. His word does perform that which he sent it. And it never returns void. So to say anything else is a lie. Today is no different than the days of Exodus. So much unrest. After Israel erected a golden calf and called it the God that saved them, they had to choose life or death. There was no middle line. Either they put their trust in the one who delivered them from Egypt or a God that couldn't even speak or hear, much less anything else. The Lord gave them laws and covenants to abide by. To, he had the priest adorned a certain way in Exodus 28, 1-43. He gave them laws and covenants to abide by. And those laws and those covenants never changed. When he said this is for now and forever, he means it. The cross did not obliterate the law. The cross did not say you can no you don't know you no longer have to follow the law. Even more so because the law is really a celebration of life and the author of life. When you look at it that way and, and you realize that the Creator designed this world and our bodies to work a certain way, how dare we tell Him that, nope, that's not right. Who do we think we are to do anything against it? I want to talk about a special piece of the attire he had them wear when in his presence. And I'm talking about the priests. I want to talk about the Urim and the Thummim. The purpose of the Urim and the Thummim. The Urim and Thummim were placed inside the breastplate. It contained a stone for each tribe of Israel. The priests would go before the veil with this breastplate on when they desired to know the mind and will of God. Now keep in mind that there's a whole lot more about, about each stone and what it meant and represented. So, but we're not going into that depth. Right now we're just concentrating on how it was used. The priest would go before the veil with this breastplate on when they desired to know the mind and will of God. The stones would light up. I think that the fact that this speaks of how the Lord keeps all of us in his mind and heart leaves me in awe. Today we are instructed in Ephesians 6.14 to put on the breastplate of righteousness. I think the Apostle Paul was saying for us to put on the mind and will of God.
How do we put on the mind and will of God? We get in that word from the front to the back and learn everything there is. There are so many nuggets of information. There is so much in that word. And the enemy wants to keep you from doing it. He'll make you tired so you won't do it. He'll keep you busy so you won't do it. Why is there so much fight? He even has people burning Bibles and, and rejecting Bibles in their, their libraries. Why? Why such a fight against this holy Bible? Because it's the truth. Knowledge is power? Well, that's knowledge which gives you power from on high. That's knowledge we need. An enemy would do anything and everything to say no. You don't need that. So when you look at the fight against this little book, it would cause me to stop and say, why such a fight? It would make me curious to know what they're trying to keep from me. Definitions of the Urim and Thummim. In Hebrew, according to the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, Urim is defined as lights. The oracular brilliancy of the figures in the high priest's breastplate. Thummim in the Hebrew, in the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, is defined as, defined as perfections. One of the epithets of the objects in the high priest's breastplate as an emblem of complete truth. We are to put on his light and his truth. Isn't this powerful? So what light and what truth? Well, in the tabernacle you had the candlestick that could never go out. Why? Because it represented the light of the Torah truth of God's word. And Torah means instruction in righteousness. So we are to put on his light and his truth. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? The Urim. In John 1, 1 through 5, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Are you in darkness where you can't comprehend that? James 1.17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, 
neither shadow of turning. The Thummim, John 14, 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 2 Timothy 3.16-17 All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be what? Perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Do you see how this ties in with Ephesians 6.14? The breastplate of righteousness? How we can know the mind and will of God. Remember, what happened in the old covenant was a type and shadow of what was to come in the new covenant. How awesome is our God? We are absolutely left with no excuse. There is no reason we should not serve Him with all of our heart, mind, and strength. In the days of ancient Israel, there was no Bible. They only had word of mouth and scrolls written by Hebrew scribes. Today, we have the word of God. The Lord had instructed the high priest that they were to enter the tabernacle. Enter first the outer court, the brazen altar, where the they slaughtered a lamb for, our, for, their, for theirs and our sin. Then the inner court. They had a labor where they washed their hands and feet and had to look in a mirror, which meant that they had to look deep inside themselves and see themselves for who they were, a sinner in need of a savior. Next was the holy place, the altar of incense, the place of prayer. And it's funny that it was located when you lay out Christ over the tabernacle, the light. The, uh, brazen, the altar of incense was where Jesus' heart was. Then the, the next place they went to was the candlestick, the tor which represented the light of God's Word, the light of Torah truth. They came back to the altar of incense, the place of prayer. They went to the right, which was the table of showbread. Twelve loaves representing twelve tribes of Israel. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. They came back to the altar of incense, the place of prayer. And that was located in the holy place. After this, they were to stand before the veil of the Holy of Holies and seek the mind and will of God. The Lord would light up the lights and perfections and tell them His mind and will. Today, we have prayer and the Word of God. How powerful is this? Is this encouraging you like it is me? I'm shouting right now. Are you? Jesus is our breastplate of righteousness. Praise be his wonderful name, Hashem. Just as they were instructed then, the same instructions still hold true. Huh? But how, you ask? 1 Timothy 2.5 
For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Are you shouting with me now? The word of God is the Urim and the Thummim. Just as the breastplate with the Urim and the Thummim gave priests the perfect light of the Torah truth, the mind and will of God, the Lord has left us the word of God, which reveals to us his perfect light of the Torah truth today, which is the mind and will of God. We must read the whole word of God, not pick and choose, not just let our Bible fall open and read only that portion like a horoscope. You can only understand the New Testament. You can't truly understand the New Testament without reading the Old Testament. Proverbs 7, 1 through 4. My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them upon your fingers. Write them upon the table of your heart. Say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister, and call understanding your kinswoman. Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. And will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. I find this revelation to be astounding, and it leaves me speechless in his presence. Remember that everywhere in the word, that the, that the word heart actually in Hebrew is mind. In science, we have learned that our brains are two lobes, two halves. The Ten Commandments were written on two tablets. This was not a coincidence. The Lord is always speaking to us, so the Lord is saying, he wants his word to be at the forefront of our minds. Isn't this awesome? This is where we find the peace that passes all understanding. Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, 
and the God of peace shall be with you. Isaiah 26, 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. I truly believe that if we keep our minds on the Lord and his word, if we allow him to write 316 commandments on our minds, we will be less likely to get caught in the traps of the enemy, less likely to yield to his temptations that he and his cohorts like to set before us. We will be truly separate, living a life of holiness. 1 Peter 1, 13-16 Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace, that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Yeshua HaMashiach. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. According to the word of the Lord, we can truly have peace in the midst of complete chaos because we are sharing the light of the Lord according to his toward truth. You remember, Yeshua said, I am the truth, the life, and the way. His word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. We must not allow his word to guide. We must allow his word to guide our actions and deeds. We must strive to be a perfect reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is so powerful to me. You know, from the first day our paths intersected until now, I have fallen in love with Him. That love goes, grows greater with each passing day. When you are truly in love with someone, there are no longer words, but actions and desire to show forth that love for that person. Do you desire to fall in love with the Lord with actions behind that desire? Read the whole word of God. Learn of who he is inside and out. Learn what he expects of us. Put it into action. I desire an intimate relationship with the Lord. Do you? We get intimate with him in prayer. We must be patient as we wait to hear from him. Not only in his great and mighty deeds but also in his voice. This takes practice and reading the word of God. This also teaches us how he speaks to us. It is here that we learn the voice of the good shepherd and are not deceived in following another. Psalm 37, 23-24 The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Luke 6, 43-45 For a good tree bringeth not for corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. 
For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For, out, for of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. In a time of utter chaos, it is the Urim and Thummim, the word of God, the breastplate of righteousness, that will lead and guide and comfort us. John 16, 31-33 Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone. Because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In Revelation 12:11 it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. How do we love not our lives unto the death? The word of God. The breastplate of righteousness. Paul says that they love not their lives unto the death. The death of what? Not only a natural death, but he was aiming more on the death of our flesh. Our fleshly wants and desires. The Urim and Thummim of the word of God helps us overcome as we learn of God, of the Lord's perfected light in his truths, in his holy word. This is how we keep our peace when the sea of chaos billows, rises up in our lives. If you do not know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to Him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that He was born of a virgin, lived as God among us, Emmanuel, was crucified, died, buried, and rose again on the third day for the salvation of all creation. That you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask Him for His forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to Him. Thank Him for His forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let Him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in his holy word ask him to be lord over your life i want to pray this prayer with you but this is just an outline the real work begins after i pray with you because it is a very personal walk with the lord jesus christ of nazareth let us pray lord jesus i confess my sins and ask for for your forgiveness I acknowledge that you were born of a virgin lived as God among us was crucified died and buried and you rose again on the third day for the salvation of all creation please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer in Jesus' name. 
Amen. If you have made the decision to give your life to Jesus, let me be one of the first to welcome you to the body of Christ. All of heaven is greatly rejoicing over your decision today. Please let me know of your decision today. Why? Because it's an act of faith. And I'd love to be one of the first people you tell. <laughs> also, because I want to pray for you. If this message has brought up any questions or spoke to you in some way, or if you have any prayer requests, please let me know by commenting below. You can private message me on Facebook, or you can email me at my number one little afmp at aol.com. I would greatly love to hear from you. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord, but Jesus will always love you more. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship. I thank you for your wonderful word, Lord God. Help us be not hearers only, but doers of your word, Lord. And help us draw near to you. More of you and less of us in our lives, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh,